This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 1st of October. In your Squeeze today, COVID and the NRL Grand Final. Dodging tornadoes in regional New South Wales. Life for Sarah Everard's killer. And the most powerful in all of the land. This is your Squiz Today. Starting in Brisbane today, Claire, the NRL Grand Final is set to be played there on Sunday night. It was supposed to be to a sellout crowd, but instead, because of a COVID outbreak in the state this week, the government has reduced that to 75% capacity. We'll get to the actual game in a minute, but first, lots of questions about Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk's strategy here. There is because, of course, Palaszczuk and Queensland haven't been shy to lockdown when they've had just a handful of cases. And now that 12 new local cases have been recorded in the state in the past week, uh, there are questions about why a lockdown hasn't been brought on. It's not that people are cheerleading. They are just looking for some consistency. And, of course, the accusation is that they're holding it off because of rugby league's big day. Anastasia Palaszczuk says she's just following the health advice. What it means for NRL fans is that 13,000 ticket holders will be refunded their money and anyone who no longer wants to attend the game will be able to get a refund. Who knows what could happen between now and Sunday night when the game kicks off. Lots of contingency planning going on at NRL HQ, I imagine. One of which is postponing the final, though they say that's the last resort. On the game, it's South Sydney against the Penrith Panthers, Claire. I've got a feeling you might have a bunny in the fight in this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm a South fan, I'll confess. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck to you. Uh, but, of course, very disappointing for Sydney that they're not hosting that with two Sydney teams in the grand final. But it's still going to be an epic grand final. The favourite to win uh, are the Panthers, but you can't count your bunnies out, Kate. No, and people who aren't interested in the game, Kate Miller-Heike will perform the national anthem and Ian Moss is going to have a go at entertaining us before it kicks off. We'll share the love around some of our other large states now. First of all, Victoria recorded its highest ever daily number of COVID cases yesterday. Daniel Andrews says non-compliance is the main cause, particularly calling out gatherings of people for the AFL Grand Final last weekend. And in New South Wales, lockdowns have been extended across many of the regions until the 11th of October. That follows a surge in case numbers. Let's take a national lens, though. Friday means National Cabinet. It does. We're here again. And of course, the national roadmap out of COVID is something that continues to get a lot of attention and it's discussed still widely amongst the federal government and those state and territory leaders. Uh, that is the plan about what happens when we get to 70 to 80% vaccination targets. And a couple of the states, actually most of them, uh, have developed their own spin on what lifting those border restrictions mean. So that's up for discussion with some uh, review on that Doherty Institute modelling. National Cabinet Fridays, as they've come to be known. On the vaccination front, as of yesterday, nearly 55% of the population over 16 had been fully vaccinated. To regional New South Wales now, we're a tornado in the central west. So we're talking, Claire, around the Bathurst area, has damaged properties and left what's being called a 30 kilometre trail of destruction. The footage is quite something. 
They're not something that happen very often in Australia. What the Weather Bureau has said is that they're reasonably rare, but they're not out of the question. And what it is is a localised phenomena. Uh, And those conditions presented themselves yesterday. There's been a supercell of wild weather that has been coming towards the central west of New South Wales and a little bit further in the state. And what the Weather Bureau says is to be on the lookout for that ongoing if you're in that state. But for the residents of northeast of Bathurst, uh, when you look at some of the pictures, they're pretty incredible. Two homes were just completely flattened. Uh, There were hundreds of trees that were uprooted. There were fences wrapped around power poles and sounds like people were very lucky. Yeah, that weather system, as you say, is moving across Australia's east coast. There are severe weather warnings in place for a lot of New South Wales, including Sydney. Over to the UK and casting our minds back to March now when 33-year-old Sarah Everard was kidnapped, raped and murdered by police officer Wayne Cousins as she was walking home from a friend's house. It's one of those ones that really shook people, Claire. Now he's been sentenced. He's been sentenced to a whole life term in prison without parole. That's something that people who are really closely connected to that case wanted to see. Uh, Her father yesterday in the sentencing hearing made cousins look at him as he told him uh, that he was never going to forgive him for taking away his daughter. A lot of the details of her murder were only revealed yesterday. They're pretty grim and we won't go into that here, but there are plenty of people who are are very pleased that he will go away to prison for the rest of his life. Yeah, what they did say is that it was completely premeditated, but that the fact that it was targeted at her was random. Ahead of the hearing, the Met Police issued a statement that said they're sickened, angered and devastated by the man's crimes. It betrays everything we stand for. Cousins was dismissed from the force when he admitted to the murder back in July. Britney Spears, Claire, has had a win in her battle with her father over her conservatorship. He's been suspended from that. Yeah, what the judge said is that it was an untenable situation, so he's been removed from that. Uh, Of course, he had said that he would step aside given all of the attention on it and given the things that Brittany herself has said about having her father involved in the management of her life. The conservatorship, though, is ongoing. There's going to be another court hearing uh, in November about scrapping it all together. That's something that the pop star has applied for. Uh, As for Jamie Spears, her father, uh, his lawyer has said that the result was very disappointing overall and that for anyone helping a family member with mental health issues, these things are really hard. Britney Spears posted on her Instagram that she was on cloud nine and she was flying when she posted that. And I thought when I read this that she was flying, like (laughs) just flying in the air. No, she was physically flying a plane. Literally flying a plane. There you go. (laughs) There you go. There's so much to read and watch on this, but specifically Netflix has a doco out this week called Britney v Spears. And the follow-up to the New York Times framing Britney Spears doco controlling Britney Spears is around from next week as well. Each year, Claire, the Australian Financial Review publishes a big list of the most powerful people in Australia across a number of categories. So business, culture, law, tech, property. And then there's the overall list. And it seems this year the judges had a tough time making up their mind. 
When it comes to overt power, what the judges say is that it's a group of four premiers. Uh, that's New South Wales' Gladys Berejiklian, Victoria's Daniel Andrews, Queensland's Anastasia Palaszczuk, and then Western Australia's Mark McGowan. They are Australia's most overtly powerful people, and that's because it's the states that have run interference against the federal government and that they have, this is the quote, micromanaged every aspect of our lives, and that seems to be very true. We've just spent a good part of this podcast talking about exactly that in action. Uh, so they are at the top of it. The state chief health officers, also Dubu on the list. And then there's some other usual people, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg. But a new entrant is Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins. She, of course, sparked a cultural reckoning. Uh, and as they say, shocked Canberra and the country with her account of sexual assault inside Parliament House. Yeah, there's plenty to read on the Australian Financial Review site today about all of the powerful people in Australia. The CEO of Combank, Matt Common, is also in that top 10, the only one from the private sector. Squeeze the day, Claire. Easy one for me. Monday is a public holiday for Queensland, South Australia, the ACT and New South Wales, which is where we are. So it's a sleep in for us on Monday morning. No squeeze on Monday. Woo! It's good for us. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. We'll but take yeah, it. We'll be back on Tuesday. I've got to really lean into International Coffee Day today. That's something I think I'll be supporting uh, in spirit as well as in reality. There'll be a few caffeine hits coming my way today. You know what goes well with coffee? Oh, cake. Cheesecake. Oh, fantastic idea. There's a recipe for a Basque cheesecake that I reckon put in the episode notes, Kate. It's a good one. Yeah, if you do find that link, I will put it in your episode notes and click on it. The cheesecake looks burnt, but you assure me, Claire, that's how it's supposed to be. (laughs) It's how it's supposed to be. It's a really perfect recipe for very imperfect cooks, and I put my hand up for that. Oh, no, I like it. I like that. A little bit burnt, and you've done it really, really well. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. As always, enjoy your Friday, enjoy your long weekend if you're getting one, and we'll be back on Tuesday. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.